going on? Pastor Keon Henderson here again. Welcome to another episode of Take Action. And I am excited about our journey of success. If you were with us last week, we talked about the six laws of success. I want you to hit me up in the comments right now and let me know if that was helpful teaching. Because I really believe over the next few weeks, especially in the beginning part of this year, Um, If you're watching this now live, uh, we are in the beginning of 2022, and I'm believing for this to be the year of power and authority, and I am wanting you to enjoy the benefits of the kingdom the same way God did. There is no reason you should be saved and have access to the Father of the universe who owns all the silver and the gold and not be able to leverage the benefits of your Heavenly Father. Now, this is not a get-rich-quick sermon series. This is not me guaranteeing you that you're going to walk to the mailbox down the street and you will have a million dollars in the bank, although that will happen for some people. What I am guaranteeing you is this. If you follow the laws of God, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. That I know for sure that if God said it, you can count on it. Today, (laughs) I'm going to talk about something That I'm sure that a majority of the people listening to me, if not at this moment, at some point in your life, you've had trouble with this. Some of you have more than others. Some, maybe not at all. Some in the past, some in the future. I want to talk about the mystery of money. Let's talk about the mystery of money. And for all of those who think that this is a sacrilegious concept, I'm sure you've heard this before. The Bible has more verses of scripture about money than it does heaven and hell combined. Why? Not because money is more important than eternal salvation, but what you do with money and how you respond and behave around it and with it says more about you than any other thing in your life. You know, the Bible says wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. So wherever your money is, that is a reflection of where your heart is. Okay? So if all of your money is wrapped up in depreciating assets, then that means you care more about how you are perceived than somebody who may have all of their money in investments. They care about where they will end up. This is not about judgment. This is about getting better. So let's talk about it uh, and let's deal with it. Now, if you say, Pastor, this message isn't for me, before you turn me off, before you say, because what I've learned about some, some of us, and I've been here, is that we are so afraid of the challenge of becoming better with our money that we evade and evade, evade, All of the help that comes with it. So we don't want to hear it. We tune out. Then we pray and we think that money is going to fall off of a tree. And it is not. You have to show up for your own miracle. Why am I talking about this? Because I read a statistic. 50% of Americans have less than $1,000 in their savings account. 50% of Americans have less than a thousand in savings account. I'm gonna I'm gonna just take my calculator and do something. I just thought about this. There are fifty-two weeks in the year. 
you could save $1,000 a year just by saving $19.23 a week. Now, I understand that for some people that isn't a lot of money. But there are people who could accidentally save $20 a week and don't have $1,000 in the bank. And why? We're going to discuss that today as we talk about your journey to success and how you're going to do this and how you have to understand the mystery of your financial habits. Now, I'm going to make a statement, but I don't feel bad about making it because I read it in the Bible. If I had thought of it, then I'd have to uh, go through the minutia of wondering if the statement is going to be acceptable or if, if you're going to. I don't, I don't have to do any of that right now because it came straight out of the book. The word of God. I'm going to give you a scripture that many of you have heard. Some of you have not. I want you to write this scripture down. And I want you to put this on the tablet of your heart. Okay, for those of you all who were uh, in our worship service not too long ago, we talked about writing on index cards and putting down words of affirmation and scriptures that are meaningful to us and putting them in our shoes so we can walk with the word of God. Um. Because with a healthy money culture, you can achieve much more than if your culture of money is toxic. I want to share this scripture with you. Because with a healthy money culture, you can achieve much more even if you have little money. This is not rocket science. This is not unachievable for you. This is not beyond your scope. I am telling you. You remember the law of least effort. You can walk into a season in your life where you can do much with little. Be thou faithful over a few things, and I'll make you rule over much. Are you ready for this scripture? Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 19 says, A feast is made for laughter. In other words, a party is for a good time. It says, And wine maketh merry. In other words, you drink the right amount of wine, you get a little happy, a little tipsy. Is it true that a party is made for laughter? You agree? Having a good time? Okay. Do you agree that if you drink, and now the Bible said wine because Sirach wasn't there in that day, but let's just talk about Alcohol will make you merry. Now, for some people, you become a mean drunk and all of that. Basically, what the scripture is saying is the right amount of alcohol will change your mood. Do we have any witnesses? I'm holy. I know nothing about that. But I've heard that alcohol has a way of changing your mood. If you believe that a party um, makes for a great time, and if you believe that alcohol changes the mood, then you have to believe what I'm going to say next. Because you can't agree with A, B, and not C. The third part of that verse is, and money answereth all things. So if you believe that a party is designed for a good time and you believe that alcohol will change the mood, then you have to believe the third thing that the scripture says, the C part, money answereth all things. I'm going to read it to you in the message version of the Bible, and it's going to blow your mind. Here's what Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19 says in the message Bible. It says, Laughter and bread go together, and wine gives sparkle to life, but it's money that makes the world go round. Now, for all of you holy people who are watching me right now talking about, oh, I don't want to hear 
another preacher talking about money. I am not asking you for money today. I'm trying to get some to you. I am trying to get money in your pocket so that you don't have to continue to rob Peter to pay Paul and pay high interest rates for depreciating assets and not wish for your child to have to be a star athlete just to go to college. That if your child doesn't play sports and doesn't have an A average, they can still go to the school of their choice because you have the resources to put them in. So let's identify the financial faults that keep us from having answers. Because the reason why you have questions is because you don't have money. Because money answereth all things. And this message isn't just for the person who's scraping at the bottom of the barrel because there is a new class of poor, the working class poor, where inflation and, and the cost of goods has gone up so high that you can make a good salary and still live check to check. There are people making $150,000 a year, people making $80,000 a year, people making $65,000 a year, still afraid of the envelope in the mail because it represents a bill. My first salary that I remember getting was $50 a week as a pastor starting out. It went from 50 to 250. And once I made $1,000 a month, of which if you watch our last segment, I was telling you about that time in my life where I was making $1,000 a month. I was just 21, 22 years old. And I thought I was balling. You couldn't tell me nothing. $1,000 a month from somebody who came from a household where my mother made $7 an hour. I thought that I had made it. My first goal that I wrote down on my dream board was, Lord, let me make $40,000 a year. I thought, this is where we come from. I thought that if I made $40,000 a year, I'd be able to take care of my family and never have another need in my life. I did not know that 2022 was going to come and it would cost $40,000 for a gallon of milk. I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know that was coming. With that being said, I am getting ready to tell you what to do with your money, but we have to first find out what you're not doing with it. The first thing that's causing you problems is that a lot of us suffer from excessive spending. We spend money on stuff we don't need to spend stuff on money on. Um, I read a quote once that said, great fortunes are often lost one dollar at a time. In other words, your paycheck isn't lost in bunches. It's lost a dollar at a time. Different things keep creeping into your life, costing you just another dollar, another dollar, another dollar. And before you know it, your check is gone before you get it. Raise your hand in the comment section if I'm talking to you. That before the check is written with your name, before you can endorse it and deposit it, it's already gone. When you live that kind of lifestyle, you don't even get excited about payday because you know none of it is coming to you. Payday is actually depressing because it's already gone before you get it. 
But see, here's I found some loopholes. It may not seem like a lot right now, but going to Starbucks every day is actually excessive spending if you don't have it. Spending $59 to watch a pay-per-view fight is excessive spending if you don't have it. It adds up. It adds up. I'm going to give you a calculation. Oh, this is good. Don't you turn that dial because I'm getting ready to get you free to give you the answers to the mystery of money so that you can have money. And when you have money, you won't have so many questions because what does Ecclesiastes say? Money answereth all things. If you waste $25 a week, that equals up to $1,300 a year. Listen to me. Which for some of you is an extra rent payment, an extra car note, an extra mortgage payment, something of that sort. And anybody will tell you that you knock off several years on your mortgage if you just pay one extra mortgage payment a year. You could take a 30-year amateurization and shrink it down to 10 to 15 years just by making a simple extra payment. Why? Because the principal gets you ahead of the interest, and the interest is only compounded by the principal that's left over. So as opposed to having a Frappuccino every day or going out to eat every day with your friends, just wasting $25 a week, not even a day, $25 a week is stretching your debt out by at least a decade. $25 a week. $25 a week. One less shirt. One less belt. One less pair of shoes. One less you name it. 25 a week, 100 a month. Just one, one, one pair of pants that you don't buy. Doing your nails or not getting them done just once could literally reduce your debt. Now, the borrower is slave to the lender. So what ends up happening is every time we spend our resources, we put ourselves in position to be slaves. And in 2022, I'm going to say this, if the slave is the person who borrows, this generation, in this season, we are some of the best dressed slaves in the history of the world. We are some of the most compensated slaves in the world. And let me let me get that scripture for all of the haters online who are going to talk about slavery. Um, let me just get this for you. The, um, the borrower, and I want to use the word of God. This is in Proverbs 22 and 7. We're not giving opinions today. We're giving facts. Proverbs 22 and 7. The Bible says, The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower 
is servant or slave to the lender. Slave to the lender, which means we have to stop looking at ourselves as a customer of our mortgage company and look at ourselves as a slave to it. We are a slave to the person who gives us the money at interest rates that we cannot afford. Are you listening to me? We're going to break free today. We're going to hit this thing head on. And you're not going to just read this and listen to this. You're going to teach this to your children so you can break the generational curse of money issues over your last name. Excessive spending is our first problem. Number two, what I call recurring or never-ending payments. Let me ask you this. How many automatic withdrawals are coming out of your bank account for services that you don't use consistently? Oh, I'm talking about the gym membership. I'm talking about Amazon because you want to be prime. But yet you got 92 book credits because you ain't used none of them to read a book on financial literacy. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. How many packages are being delivered to your house every single day because of excessive spending and never-ending payments? Oh, we're going to deal with it. I'm your financial advisor, on, and you're getting this one for free. You're getting this one. This would cost you a lot of money in other settings. People would have you to come and register for their conference to get this. I'm giving it to you right now. For What are you going to do with it? And I hope you don't treat it like it's nothing because I'm not charging you for it. Did you just have to have every channel on Comcast or what basic cable have done? You don't watch TV anyway. Right? You, most of you are on Netflix or Hulu. I'm telling you right now, I could, I could have, I don't have, I got streaming. I got Hulu, and I can't tell you where I get my Netflix from because it's we on camera right now. I got my own Hulu account. <laughs> I'm not spending all of that money on on having HBO, Cinemax. Uh, all them channels and, and I don't watch TV I'm, I'm just not going to do it I got my little 16 channels on my little Hulu and the rest of it I'm going to find out from you on Instagram when you post it I respect money and I try my best not to spend it on things that don't bring me closer to my goal and that doesn't have anything to do with excess or a lot. That is just a principle. Money answereth all things. And when you give away your money, listen, you are giving away your answers. No wonder we're so confused. Every time you spend a dollar, stop looking at it as paper and say, ah, I just gave somebody a hundred of my answers. I just gave somebody 150 answers. How many questions do you have? If you got a lot of questions, you better make sure you have a lot of answers. Oh, I hope this is helping you. 
gym memberships that you're not using, you better get your money back from that gym membership. Stop that recurring payment. Talking about, oh, they got a spa in the swimming pool and you can't even swim. You better get your money back and you better get in your house and you better get on YouTube. Do you know how many free exercises are on YouTube right now that if you have the discipline to get in front of a mirror, you can have your own tonal machine right in your house, your own mirror. And look on YouTube for free. Oh, here's an idea. Look in the mirror. Learn the exercises. Get creative and create your own. Film yourself exercising. Upload them on YouTube. Monetize your account and then get paid to exercise. There's an idea. There's an idea. He gives us the idea, Deuteronomy. He gives us the idea to create wealth. Coming up next week on The Mystery of Money. Your child has a 70% chance of ruining everything you built because most of us are so busy building it that we're not showing our children how to maintain or understand what we're building. Borrowing money and owing a person and not paying you back is probably the highest interest bill you have. I want to give you an opportunity to give. It's a mystery. Because right now you're probably going to say, you know, Pastor, I'm going to give. I'm going to give um, what I have to give. And and for those of y'all who who will, that's what you do. Some of you will hear this and you will turn it off and you won't give a thing. And and that's fine because um, we do this so that you can give out of your heart, um, so that we can keep this ministry alive and be able to bring you these teachings and all the things that we do. But I want you to hear this. Money answereth all things. And that's the Bible. Nothing you have, car note, mortgage, prayer doesn't work for any of that. Even if prayer works, prayer for money to answer that thing. Stop being afraid of it. And start using it for what it was used, intended to be used for. As you give today, you're actually opening up a flow for more to come to you. Galatians 6 and 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, that shall he also reap. They're getting ready to put instructions up on the screen right now how you can give. You can text it. You can give it through the app. Give Lefi for Lighthouse 2.0, however you decide to. Just make sure you understand that success is around the corner, and this is not the season to be stingy. You better get ready because God is about to open your eyes. The scales are getting ready to come back and you're getting ready to understand the mystery of money. We are going to be successful this year if our life depends on it. Go back and watch the six laws of success. Then come back and rewatch the mystery of money. Meet me next week. I've got another one for you. Until then, God bless you. I love you. I'll see you real soon.